0: Be it joy and laughter, sorrow and tears, awe and insight, or deepest devotion, as we visit and listen, we are all part of a spiritual voyage called Song of the Soul. You are so lucky that you tuned into Song of the Soul today for my very special visit with Tom Paxton and John McCutcheon. You see, I interviewed them back before Christmas about their jointly written and performed album called Together. We're talking about an overabundance of music creation skills by two folk musicians who have released over 100 albums between them. If you don't know their songs, then it's finally time to come out of your sheltered existence and to let the sun shine. You're going to laugh and cry and find a home in their voices, instruments, and songs. In order to include in this broadcast version of Song of the Soul a song that they had just finished writing an hour earlier, I've had to create a number of excerpts. So go to the northernspiritradio.org website to hear the whole non-dissected interview. Major thanks goes to Andrew Jansen for production help on today's show. Right now, we're headed a few weeks back in time to visit via Zoom with Tom Paxton and John McCutcheon. Hey, Tom, it's great to see you again for Song of the Soul. Thank you very much, sir. And John, great to have you as always. Always great to be here with you, Mark. Thanks. And I understand that you just recently did another of your weekly sessions and you have got another song. Are you going to sing it? For a dollar. <laughs> I will send you a dollar. <laughs> what do you think, Tom? Should we do this?
1: Absolutely. Okay, let me grab a guitar. What we did, we imagined one of the shepherds at the Nativity coming home the next morning and trying to explain to his wife why he was out all night. How will I explain it when I get back home? I stayed out all night as dry as a bone no I won't come in smelling of wine or such things as I tell her of angels the star and the kings I was out below Bethlehem tending my sheep the night still and dark I fell fast asleep I woke to a racket. the sky filled with song and she My sheep followed after, so I tagged along, and they sang glory be in this wonderful birth, Good tidings to all, and peace be on earth. In a building out back of that ratty old inn, you wouldn't believe it, how can I begin? There were cows, there were camels, all matter of things. I swear on my mother, a trio of kings In the center of everything quiet and calm Was a brand-newborn baby in the arms of his mom In spite of the chaos, the smell, of the mess of that place She had the most beautiful smile on her face And they sang Glory Be at this wonderful birth Good tidings to all and peace be on earth There was frankincense, gold, it's what a king gives And finally myrrh, whatever that is And a star overhead for the whole world to see And a choir of angels, what else could they be? What was I a part of? What spell was I under? This night full of miracles, magic and wonder Will she ever believe these things new and strange How everything's different now, every Everything's different now, everything's changed And they sang Glory Be at this wonderful birth Good tidings to all, and peace be on earth. And they sang, glory be at his wonderful birth. Good tidings to all, and peace be on earth. (laughs) Yay! Hallelujah! Well, we, we debated hallelujah. We said, no, I have to wait for Easter for Hallelujah. So
0: oh, think, okay. <laughs> Don't glory be. Okay, that's good. I said I would pay you the dollar. If you wish, I will instead send you a pint of maple syrup that I made from our trees.
1: Oh! Oh, absolutely. I am a maple syrup boy. You do it down there too? No, no, no. But I order a quart of... Wisconsin maple syrup for each of my children, my two sons and my three stepdaughters, every Christmas from Abbotsford. And they look forward to that and Nooski's bacon.
0: (laughs) And Tom, I'd be happy to send you some too. I mean, I know you co-wrote the song. You let John lead on that song, but... Before we get off, I'll get your address and I'll send you a quart or a pint or whatever I can find. And it's from last year. I did 29 gallons of maple oh my syrup goodness. this last Great. year. Ah, ah. That's like, I've been a beekeeper
1: for 45 years. You can't give away all the honey you get. <laughs> right. Yeah. <No>. Can't <laughs> give it all away. If there's too much. Anyway. Yeah, we just got done with that. And we we started it actually last week, came back
0: and we both said, it just... It needs something else. And this entire album, Together, you wrote together mostly remotely? Or did or You wrote part of it in person together?
1: No, 100%. Zoom. Once we discovered that we could use Zoom for good as well as evil. <laughs> you know, it was Katie barred the door. And Tom and I are both writing with other people as well. But I got to tell you, it's so easy writing with Tom. And same with John. It's been great fun and so easy. And the truth is, Mark, we didn't work on this for an hour. We spent the first half hour telling jokes.
2: Yeah, it was about a half hour of concentrated work, but great fun. I mean, it's the best kind of crossword you could get.
0: (laughs) So I've got the two of you here together to share a joint song of the soul. When did you decide that the two of you could work together, would work together? I assume you performed together 20 years ago.
1: Longer than that.
2: Yeah. Actually. Oh, I never doubted it for a minute, actually. We did write one song in a moving vehicle, neither of us driving,
1: and it wasn't bad at all. It, it quoted that great political philosopher, Gomer Pyle. Surprise, surprise, surprise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was where we started. We were in England, which is far from Gomer Pyle as you can get. I took it for
2: granted that we could write, but right up until COVID, you wrote face-to-face. And it was very difficult to imagine how we could get together from Atlanta and
1: Alexandria. But Zoom made it just a snap. Well, this campfire came out pretty early. And that was one of them that when we wrote that, it was like, oh. Yeah.
2: When we wrote that chorus... And I heard it the first time. I thought, oh, my God, this is really going to be fun.
0: This song strikes me as a very early, well, it could be Woody Guthrie, but, you know, an early Tom Paxton song. It's got that feel to it.
1: It does, yeah. And I think Tom came in with, as I remember, you came in with some chord changes and a possible melody. And it's one of the few that we actually kind of started with the melody rather than with the lyrics. And because I grew up in Wisconsin and then have lived the balance of my life in the Southeast, the whole cowboy, Kansas, Nebraska, Oklahoma, Texas, and West, that was never a part of what I grew up with or even thought about writing. So I said, well, let's, yeah, this sounds like kind of like a cowboy song. Let's write a cowboy song. I've never written one before.
2: I think of it more as a Kerrville song where half the show down the Kerrville is the campfires after the concert. My dirty little secret is I've never been to one. What? I always went to bed. But I finally made it to a campfire about five or six years, right before COVID. And I just, you know, these guitar passarounds that we treasure,
1: that was what we were going for in my mind. It also dictated the way we recorded it. The piano player played the accordion because you wouldn't have a piano at a campfire. In fact, when we were recording it, the engineer said, hold on, John, nobody would have a guitar that sounds that good. (laughs) (laughs) At a campfire. And he reached in the closet and pulled out this old plywood silver tone, which coincidentally was the guitar I started off with when I was a kid. And it was just perfect. And Charlie McCoy on the harmonica, I mean, that's a
0: campfire.
2: Yeah, that's an expensive campfire. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Well, I think this is leading up to the first song you're going to share for your Song of the Soul, This Campfire, right? We're going to do that?
1: Let's do that one. Yeah, and it's, it's of course, about more than just a campfire. It's about hospitality and inclusion and welcoming. Yeah. It takes more than a fire to keep the body warm.
0: Yep. Here it is. This Campfire, it's on the album Together by John McCutcheon and Tom Paxton. You're welcome
2: around the fire Come on, we're making wings Take a seat beside me I hope you have a tune We're passing round the bottle And this battered old guitar Everything sounds sweeter Beneath this prairie star Tell us where you come from, tell us where you've been Tell us if you ever planned to pass this way again Don't matter if it's actual or even if it's true Just give us a good story and you know that that'll do Sing us a song you've known forever Or a story that we've heard again and again It takes more than a fire to keep a body warm Take us back to you can't
0: remember when
1: Over there's a guy named Utah, he'll sing us songs about Joe Hill When Rosie sings, you tell your heart out, always has and always will We only sing the songs we love, it's what we always do This guitar will make its way around, till it gets to you Sing us a song
2: you've known forever Or a story that we've
1: heard again and again It takes more than a fire to keep a body warm
2: Take us back to you can't remember when So sing us something funny, sing us something sad Sing us all the good
1: times and the hard luck that you had Nights out on the prairie feeling lost and all alone But you know around this campfire you finally made it home Sing us a song you've known
2: forever Or a story that
1: we've heard again and again It takes more than a fire to keep a body warm Take us back to you can't remember
2: when Takes more than a fire to keep a body warm. Take us
0: back to you can't remember when. This campfire.
2: Get the smoke out of our eyes
0: before
2: we carry on here. I'm always downwind at a campfire.
0: (laughs) You two are such a natural fit in co-writing, working together. And this song clearly clicked for both of you.
2: Oh, it did. We click on stage, too. We've done about three or four shows since uh, the album came out. And, God, they're fun to do. We take two seats. We always, in our whole career, work standing up and we we sit down and talk and do the songs and it's it's a wonderful way to do it
1: Well, and we're both old enough that sitting down, is kind of nice these days. Yeah, (laughs) it (laughs) is. Well, well, when we were thinking about what would an audience find interesting about this, and part of it is had these two old friends just, you know, telling stories and maybe talking about how these songs get written and so on, rather than the sort of standard, you know, I'm going to sing this song, I'm going to sing that song. And, And so we do everything together, except the things like letters from Joe that song you know there's something special about the way tom sang that on the album it's just perfect
0: and wh- why did you end up in this case tom you're the one who's singing this you know you're doing it a cappella. why is that
2: both of us felt instinctively that that was the way to do this that this was a very very personal song even if it was not personal to me It's
1: a confessional kind of song, and it didn't need accompaniment. And it felt like you were standing there, and it felt like the guy was, you know, sort of turning to you and telling you this story. And then this performance was just magical. He did a first take of this, and then the engineer, who usually does three or four takes, and then picks the best pieces. I mean, that's how it works in the studio. And he said, you want to do another take? I said, not on your life.
0: Well, let's listen to it. It's Letters from Joe, co-written by John McCutcheon and Tom Paxton for today's Song of the Soul. Go to it, Tom. I was at my brother Charlie's
2: house, helping like you do. We were taking out a bedroom wall, making one room out of two. Charlie had to go to work, leaving me there again. When there among the studs I found a small box made of tin... Inside I found some letters tied up with a silver bow. Each one began, my darling, and was signed, I love you, Joe. The paper was GI issue, but the penmanship sublime. I found myself transported to another place and time. The letters start in 43, when he shipped overseas. They reached her nearly every day till they ended in Normandy. You're with me all the time, he wrote. I miss you every night. It's you who gives me courage when I go into the fight. I have to stop for now, though. It's just too dark to write. I'll pick it up tomorrow when I've got some better light. I'm writing after breakfast now, we're moving out at nine. I'll write some more this evening. But that was his final line. I thought of all the letters that never made it home and of those who waited for them, those who lived their lives alone, who gathered up their memories and all they could recall to tie them with a silver bow and Dropped them behind a wall. I wonder who this darling was, and if she's still alive. I hold these precious pages that clearly did survive. And somewhere in the soil of France, midst crosses in a row, Waiting for their reunion, Lies a gentle boy named Joe.
1: And sometimes when we have these writing sessions, we can't come up with anything at all. It'll usually begin with Tom will say, you got something? Or I'll say, you got something in one particular session. And it was like, no, no, we hadn't. Well, think hard. No, no, still got nothing. And then one of us said, well, okay, let's write a song about having nothing. There's a subject that people can relate to. And the result was same old crap. Yep. That's how good we are.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Tell me more about the same old crap. You were you talking about your writing sessions or performing? I I figured there was some history there of maybe you have to perform all the standards because that's what the crowd expects, or just
2: that's part of it. I've played gigs where not one soul listened to what I was saying. I don't play a lot of gigs like that. I make sure I don't. But this was a gig where they paid me a lot of money. And it turned out to be like a a pickup bar and people were hooking up. And last thing I wanted to hear is a folk singer. So there's a time like that. You use it as a practice session, run through songs. No one is listening. Part of that is in this song, but mainly this is a funny kind of thing that we do. We make up songs and sing them for people and That's almost a silly thing to do with a life, except we both love it, and we manage to do it pretty well. But I think one of my favorite verses I have ever written is in this song, and it's going down to Nashville, trying to get some cuts. I have done that.
0: Well, we got to listen to the song, folks, before we go on here. It's called Same Old Crap by John McCutcheon and Tom Paxton on their new album, Together.
2: I'm staring at the page and I've got nothing Not one single chord or rhyme in sight No fresh ideas in view Not a single word is true I'll be singing all the same old crap tonight Same old crap tonight Same old crap tonight Lit up by this cold fluorescent light Why should I worry now They don't listen anyhow So I'm singing all the same old crap tonight Each day I pour my heart out on the paper I open up a vein and let it bleed. I think I've got a head no one gives a shit, so I guess I'll give what they think they need. Same old crap tonight, same old crap tonight. Little pilots, for forests and light. Why should I worry now? They don't listen anyhow, so I'm singing all the same old crap tonight. I took my songs and went on down to Nashville I went door to door down music road Every door slammed shut I never scored a cut And all I heard was No, God damn it, no So here I am again at Shakey's pizza Where I debut each new song that I write With this rowdy drunken crowd and jukebox cranked up loud I'll be singing all my brand new crap tonight Brand new crap tonight brand new crap Brand new, crap tonight, brand new crap tonight Lit up by this Cold fluorescent light Why should I worry now They don't listen anyhow So I'm singing All my brand new crap tonight I'm singing all my Brand new crap tonight
1: one of the things i think that's really unique about the way tom and i work is that we both like writing funny songs and it's not easy it's more difficult to write something that's really funny than something that is touches your heart that may sound crazy to people but it really is i think we also are ready and willing and in fact eager to tackle the kind of stuff that people are reading about when they drink their morning coffee. And it didn't take us long to realize that shortly after the invasion of Ukraine and the incredible response of people there, that they deserved a song. So we put Ukrainian Now together.
2: This was not a hard song to write. I don't remember a great deal of rewrite on this song. I think the first draft was pretty close to the, the finished one.
1: Well, and I think almost with any song, but certainly with this one, for me, I ask two questions. What's the story and who's telling that story? What is the voice? In this one, we sort of switched. Like the second verse is, I am the Muscovite protest. You know, I am this, I am this, I am this. So we're sort of putting the focus there. But the first verse and the last verse are all about how I, as a normal person, am viewing What's happening there
0: from halfway around the world
1: exactly from half around the world and it was a real david and goliath story
0: john particularly you know you've written songs like not in my name and i stand out monthly with a sign says war is not the answer and yet when russia was invading ukraine my feeling of course defensive war they're going to step up they're going to protect what they can is there any difficulty you have there in expressing that, making it clear? Because, I mean, the U.S., when we went into Iraq, we said, well, we're doing this as preemptive war because otherwise they're going to have some weapons of mass destruction or something.
1: You know, our invasion of Iraq in, what was it, 2003, was nothing like this. This was Russia, is it pure imperialism. And they thought they were going to go into a country and, you know, it was us in Vietnam. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you could go in there and these namby-pambys were, you know, were the great world superpower. What
2: could possibly go
1: wrong? (laughs) And of course, I think one of the things that we all wrestle with is being true to our ideals. But... Unquestioning ideological purity and the emphasis on unquestioning is a sign of weakness, I think. Because, you know, I'm a Quaker. I was raised Catholic, which has its own hardy, nonviolent tradition. Certainly not the mainstream, but it's definitely there. And you look at where, you know, we were talking about World War II before. I mean, you were going to negotiate Hitler out of the death camp? I'm sorry. And you were going to passive resistance? But the important thing to remember, though, is being a pacifist is not being passive. No. Martin taught us that. But the wonderful thing about being an adult is you can have two contradictory ideas in your head at the same time and not feel crazy. It's that tension between what your instincts are and What was I saying? I was at meeting with some group of people and they were floundering around with all this stuff. And I finally raised my hand and said, excuse me, I'm old enough now. I just want to get crap done. So let's figure out how to make this happen. Let's not have the
0: perfect be
1: the enemy of the good.
0: Well, there's so much good in this song. We better listen to it before our listeners forget where we're going. (laughs) The song is Ukrainian now. Written by John McCutcheon and Tom Paxton performed here on their album Together.
1: When I open the paper, check out the news on TV. It's pictures of buildings exploding is all that I see. But there in the midst of the horror, the blood and the bone. Are the Davids against the Goliath Defending their home I am Ukrainian now I will stand and I will not bow Half world away but somehow I am Ukrainian now
2: I am the Muscovite protesting
1: out in the street I am the rabbi learning to pray with my feet I am the soldier who used to dance in the ballet I am the father sending my family away I am Ukrainian now I will stand and I will not bow Half world away but somehow I am Ukrainian now
2: The world that once was so big now
1: Seems so small An attack on the freedom of one same a song
2: sometimes a picture before you too hard to see But I can't look away like the
1: coward that I used to be For while others are mounting resistance and risking it all How can we stand by impassive when we hear their call We are Ukrainian now We will stand and we will not bow Half-world away but somehow We all are Ukrainian now We are Ukrainian now We will stand and we will not bow Half-world away but somehow We all are Ukrainians.
0: We've got the incredible good luck to have John McCutcheon and Tom Paxton here. John McCutcheon's website is completely obvious. It's folkmusic dot com. And Tom Paxton probably wanted to steal that from him because Tom Paxton com <laughs> talk about someone who is also Mr. Folk Music. It's really wonderful that the two of you work together. And on their album Together, they did the song Ukrainian Now. And by the way, I'd mention I have a a friend here, right? When that happened, he's pacifist, anti war, everything right that. He said, if I were younger and I wasn't 100 pounds overweight, I would go and volunteer for Ukraine. A lot of us, of course, had that feeling. And your point's well taken, John, about doctrinal purity is not necessarily what leads you to get to the place where you really got to get your stuff done.
1: Tom, you brought up that we included the, uh, you know, that, that second verse, I am the Muscovite protesting. Yeah, I mean, talk about brave. Those people were brave. Oh, my God, yes. All of this was kind of a shout out to all, you know, I am the rabbi who used to uh, learning to pray with my feet. It's Rabbi Heschel, of course. Then we had, there was an article when we were writing this about this ballet dancer who volunteered to go.
2: Yeah.
0: Tell us about that, Tom.
2: Well, I just saw the article that the former ballet dancer uh, had been killed in the front lines. And you just think of a ballet as, although they are the most incredibly conditioned athletes imaginable, I was just struck by that obvious anomaly of saying, well, I, yeah, I'm a ballet dancer, but I'm also Ukrainian, and I'm pissed off. I'm taking my weapon and go. And he did, and it cost him his life, and I honor his memory.
0: Well, why don't we go on to some more of the music that you've put together on the album together? What's next?
2: I'd love to hear The Invisible Man now. This is about human relations and our pretty miserable record <laughs> of human relations, about people we ignore, people we pass by every day and, you know, barely nod, but don't really connect. I don't remember how this song came to start to show up on paper. Who brought the idea what?
0: I figured that the two of you, when you were just starting out, you know, you were poor, starving folk singers, that maybe you were a bit homeless and begging, at least busking by the side of the road.
1: All true. Oh, I always had a girlfriend, so I was never home. (laughs) (laughs) Well, actually, I do recall the beginning of this one. I had... Reread re-read Ralph Allison's The Invisible Man. Just came in with that title, and immediately we took it and ran with it. It's a lot about othering. It's about the way in which we have people who clean our houses or mow our lawns or shine our shoes, and we maybe know their first name, and that's it. And who's the piano leading in? That's a fellow named John Carroll. We kind of used my studio band for this The guys that I've made my most recent recordings with. John Carroll played for many, many years with Mary Chapin Carpenter. He was also one of the four members of the Starland Vocal Band.
0: Oh, Afternoon Delight? Yeah. Yeah.
2: (laughs) You know, I've never heard that song. What? I've never heard that song.
0: Oh, Tom. Come just, on. Yeah, How sheltered yeah. a life do you live, man? That's Alexandria, Virginia, isn't that?
2: I'm just an innocent hayseed from Oklahoma.
0: Well, let's get a little bit more serious here. The song is Invisible Man, co-written by Tom Paxton, John McCutcheon, on their album, Together.
1: When you come to a stop on the street My eyes are the ones you won't meet With my son I haven't eaten yet today I watch as your car pulls away I am the invisible man This was really not my plan
2: Wherever
1: you don't look There I am I am the invisible man
2: In your office I'm the guy The one who every morning says hi Every day you nod It's always a stay Ten years and you still don't know my name I am the invisible man
1: This was really not my plan Wherever you don't look, there I am I am the invisible man I clean your streets, I sell your news. I mow your lawns, I shine your shoes Each day I do the best I can Still I am the invisible man Wander life from end to end. Searching for a home, of friend. Longing for the sweet surprise. When suddenly we are recognized, I am, am the invisible man. man. This was really not my plan
2: Wherever you
1: don't look There I am I am the invisible man I am the invisible man
0: We've got the good fortune to have John McCutcheon and Tom Paxton here today for Song of the Soul. The world has just been blessed by the fact that Zoom has allowed them to collaborate in writing songs together. They may have done it a little bit before, but now that they get together every week, they write songs constantly. And the world's a better place for it from my point of view, including that song, Invisible Man. It's naming so clearly something that is so important that we do in our world to really see the people that you're walking by. I think it's easier for me as an extrovert because I don't fear I'm going to get all exhausted by it. Are you extroverts, introverts? How, what are you, Tom, and John?
2: I'm an introvert who is determined to turn that around. I like striking up conversations in the checkout line, in the grocery store. Back during Iraq and all that, I was in the checkout line with a four-star general behind me, and he was in... They all wore combat clothes all during that whole war. And I turned to this four-star general, and I said, you're too young for four stars. What's your story? (laughs) (laughs) We had a great time, and and he was too young. My God, he must have been some hotshot. Four stars. They don't just give them away.
1: I think I'm more of an introvert, but I'm in a world that forces me to be with people. But I'll tell you what. I had no trouble being home during the pandemic. Yeah, I miss people, but Zoom helped with that. But I have a pretty active inner life. But yeah, The Invisible Man. And there's so many, so many people that are invisible simply because we have no contact with them. It was the beginning of the story of the song Everything, which is the shortest song on the album. And I remember when we wrote that, we got done and it was just boom, it was done. And we both said, oh, we're going to get letters. (laughs) yeah (laughs) did you not yet maybe this is the beginning
0: (laughs) (laughs) actually i think of the ballad of spiro agnew it's kind of well i guess this is actually twice as long as the ballad of spiro agnew is but it's kind of like you put that little tune in you got the end yeah i kind of assumed this was you playing it john
1: oh it was definitely me playing it it was somebody telling a story a bunch of the guys were beating their gums One of the guys had a bracelet, and so I thought I'd go and check it out. And so it felt like, I mean, that's a lot of the way in which we determined, is this a duet back and forth like Ukrainian now, which could be that way? Or is this, Letters from Joe, had to be one guy?
2: Yeah, and this did too.
1: You would break the magic if you all of a sudden introduce another voice in there.
0: Well, let's listen to that one voice. It is. John McCutcheon singing the song co-written with Tom Paxton. Everything is the shortest song on the album.
1: A bunch of the guys were beating their gums at the corner bar one day. The jokes were getting rougher and the targets all were gay. One of the fellas had a bracelet that read WWJD. I wondered what would Jesus do, so I thought I'd go and see I reckoned it was liable to be there in the Bible. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, this is what I came upon. Here's a little song with everything Jesus ever said about homosexuality. Here's a little song with everything Jesus ever said about being gay. He said, then he said, and don't forget. And, of course, he said, oh, he said, then he said, don't forget. And he said, that's
2: just about everything. (laughs) We're going to get letters saying it was too long.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You know, I heard uh, you can edit this out, but I heard Ray Romano talking to Bill Maher the other night and Ray Romano said his wife said to him, he said, and this is a direct quote. She said, honey, you don't talk much, but when you do, it's too much.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Why would I edit that out? Oh, my goodness. Well, everything does a good job of it. And I've had the same thought, of course. And for my Spirit in Action program, I've interviewed people that look into the depth of these things. You know, what was written, what wasn't written, what got inserted later by other translations. It's quite amazing that so many people are so strongly committed to a belief that they have about something. And I thought you dealt with it exactly the right way. Well, let's get one more song in for this song of the soul. Where do we conclude our great voyage?
1: The way so many of our ancestors did, by taking that great lightning leap into the unknown. And some were running from things, some were running toward things. In this time that we're talking right now, there's this great debate. Well, yes, we will give money to Israel and we will give money to Ukraine, but we also have to deal with the southern border and you think, how did they jigsaw these things together. And so there is always in this land of immigrants this revolving door of anti-immigrant feelings. It was the Russians, and then it was the Jews, and then it was the Irish, and then it was the Vietnamese. And I like what
2: Roosevelt said, he sent the traditional presidential telegram to the DAR at the beginning of their convention. It's the kind of thing presidents do, and it's all pro forma except that his telegram began fellow immigrants. (laughs) I'm second generation American on my mother's side. Both my grandparents came from a poor part of uh, Sweden, right around the turn of the 19th century. And My grandpa used to tell me about the way he started out. I mean, he was a manual laborer all his life, and he drove a hack with horses. And he talked about sitting on the seat of the hack in a blizzard in Chicago, uh, waiting for a fair. And it was a tough, tough road that these wonderful, strong, determined people did. And you can't tell me... That this country was not strengthened by having people with that kind of guts come here and be part of it.
1: Well, I'm married to a Cuban refugee, not only an immigrant. But the people who came, my father-in-law and mother-in-law, like most Cubans, supported the Cuban revolution until they found that they couldn't. And then ended up having to leave. They weren't part of the landed gentry. You know, my father-in-law grew up on a farm in central Cuba. Didn't even wasn't even literate until he was 14. And they've lived with us. My mother-in-law still here and my father-in-law died six or seven years ago. But there's a whole different attitude toward this country by people who feel like they came here and oh my goodness i've been accepted here they made room for me and it's really instructive and really moving the combination of that and the rising anti-immigrant and white supremacist stuff that's going on right now and anti-semitism and uh especially is horrible right now so we put you know the guy was a jew from poland watch his country be overrun and he's looking at his country now which he's lived here since he can remember He's not going to let that happen here. So it's a peon to immigrants, uh, but not a doctrinaire, just telling this guy's story.
0: Yeah, we've got him actually happening right in an Eau Claire Friends meeting. We've got one man who's part of our meeting and now with his family here because he was a woman's rights lawyer there. And they were going to kill him, put him away because of that in Egypt. The hoops he had to jump through for four years to get his family here with him, it's, it's, can you still end up loving the country? It can be really hard. And then the other thing is, you know, when people had to evacuate out of Afghanistan, we were part of partnerships to provide welcome here in Chippewa Valley of Wisconsin. That passed on, and now there's a World Relief Office was opening up in Eau Claire. And right away, some people came up protesting about the evils of bringing these immigrants in. Yeah, yeah. So we had to stand up and speak out. It's like, no, that's me another generation back, you know? It's frustrating to watch, and it's wonderful to have a song that calls that out. And I think, (laughs) I wish a song like this could be our national anthem.
1: Well... I remember Pete Seeger being asked about This Land is Your Land becoming the national anthem, and he said, well, the only thing worse than banning a song is making it official.
0: (laughs) Well, then I won't denigrate this song by making it the official anthem for the United States, but I will thank both of you, both John McCutcheon and Tom Paxton, for writing these songs, for keeping the music going. You're part of what influenced me from a young man on to be the person I am today. I don't want you to take that as too much of a burden, but I do want you to know the appreciations there. Well, thank you.
2: Yeah. Don't blame me, buddy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But as as I was telling Tom before, when I expressed my admiration for Wendell Berry, writing to Wendell Berry, I said, I'm sure you're tired of hearing it. And he said,
0: I can take it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you, Tom, so much
2: you're very welcome
0: and john always wonderful to have time with you take care now thanks and so we're listening to last song today for song of the soul it is in america by john mccutcheon and tom paxton websites folkmusic.com tompaxton.com just come to northernspiritradio.org we'll have the links to them and we'll see you next week for song of the soul
1: I first came to this country in spring of 1904 Lonely Jew from Warsaw, never here before We sailed into the harbor on the 17th of May I disembarked with other poles bound for the USA They looked me up, they looked me down much to my surprise They asked about my family They checked my mouth, my eyes Put a chalk mark on my coat White paper stamped and clear was shuffled through an exit And I suddenly was here In America Your torchlight shines afar In America Like a shining distant star Here is where I wait to take my place Here in this land of hope and grace In America I got a job, got married We had three kids of our own Thirty-five years came and went This place is now my home Poland's just a memory A half a world away But still my heart was torn apart With what I read today Nazis marching in the street And fires everywhere The poor Army vanquished and terror in the air. Too many to remember, we we'll never know their names. People who looked just like me are loaded onto trains. But here in America, the torchlight shines afar in America like a shining distant star come to take my place here in this land of hope and grace in america like a nightmare now, though we know it's true. The horrors people have endured, the evil some can do. To me now in these later days, the lessons are so clear. It cannot be forgotten, and it cannot happen here. In America, our torchlight shines